back to his own office. But the constable stuck like gum to the Ferengi's heels. After futilely trying to shoo Odo away, Quark set the box on his desk and began to gently pick the lock. Inside were three squatty statues, each more grotesque than the last. The depleted Cardassian disruptor, absolutely valueless, and the unknown device whose only value lay in its mystery. The device was shaped like a dark gray belt buckle, larger than a phaser, but smaller than a tricorder. Tiny sucker pads made it stick to the box, to Quark's hand, to the table when he yanked his paw away. There was no physical button, but Quark's sensitive ear hairs told him it had a microwave switch. He picked up his ear pricker, a Ferengi tool for manipulating frequency locks and other electromagnetic buttons, and gently probed the device. Odo glared suspiciously at Quark. Where did you get that burglar's lockpick, Quark? It's perfectly legal, too. Definitely a microwave vortex switch. So, what does this thing do? I haven't the slightest idea. And I have no more time to waste on you. I have a station full of less successful criminals than you to jail. Hand it over. It's mine! You can't have it! Hand it over for testing. O'Brien will thoroughly test this item before you get it back. I'm sure he'll be able to get around to it in a few days. But what if the oaf accidentally destroys it while testing it? Then you can pay that pirate captain 60% of the nothing you'll get for it. You were spying on me! Furious, Quark leaped up, the alien device in one hand, ear pricker in the other, poised dramatically. If there's any testing to do, I'll do it myself! Stand by to be dazzled! No, put that down. I will not allow you to jeopardize this station by activating some unknown Gamma Quadrant device. Quark pressed the ear pricker contact button, probing the force vortex. The ear pricker matched frequencies immediately. Deep Space Nine lurched beneath the Ferengi's feet. The lights vanished into a soupy blackness. Squealing like a stuck Greeka pup, he dropped both ear pricker and alien device, feeling his body rolled flat like cookie dough. He awoke on the deck in eerie silence. The dim blue glow of emergency lighting lit the office. Cork climbed shakily to his knees, rubbing his aching ears. A puddle quivered on the floor. It drew into itself, formed up into a column of Constable Odo. Odo glowered as if to say, I meant to do that. Something was terribly wrong. But for a moment, Quark could not identify the problem. Then he noticed his sensitive ears were sending an urgent message. Silence. 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 No customers. No howls from the Dabble players. Quark heard nothing but the steady hum of his antique Klingon clock. What? What? What happened to the rest of the station? Maybe your new toy made them all go away. Shaking, Quark stooped, picked up the alien device instead of his beloved ear pricker. He could not have said why. 
As he stood, he felt a metal band clamp around his biceps. It was Odo's hand, which he had shifted into a manacle. The constable touched his comm badge. Odo to Ops. Odo to Ops. Major Kira, are you available? Anybody? Ops? Engineering? Security? Chief O'Brien, can you get the lights on in Quark's place? Where is everybody? All right, Quark. Let's take a little stroll. Odo propelled Quark out the office door and down the stair onto the main floor of Quark's place. It was dark, all the lights off, as in the office. There were no customers. Something was on the floor, a bundle. Odo knelt, examined it. I think you'd better have a look at this. Reluctantly, Quark crouched, stared at the bundle. It was a man, a Ferengi. It was wrong. He was covered with dried blood from a dozen wounds. Quark backpedaled from his brother's body. I... I had nothing to do with this. You're my witness, Odo. I didn't see a thing, Quark. I was a puddle of liquid, remember? Rom had been slain by a dozen puncture wounds, each made with considerable force. Odo made a pair of long fingers, inserted them into one hole, and plucked out a flattened cylinder of soft metal, approximately ten millimeters in diameter. Do you recognize this quark? It's not mine. I mean, you villain, do you recognize what kind of weapon this is? Quark peeked between his fingers. Chemically propelled rifle bullet. Now, why would someone use it on a shopkeeper? Quark, I think I see more bodies. They found four other corpses, all customers, shot by the same sort of chemically propelled bullets. Odo sought for a motive. Is there anything missing, Quark? Missing? Taken. Was anything taken by the killers? Uh, taken? You, you mean stolen? Reminded of Ferengi priorities, Quark ran to the safe. Inside were six bars of gold-pressed latinum, untouched, and thousands of Dabo chips. Not a single item of value was taken. You mean... you mean they did all this for some reason other than loot? Odo ignored the Ferengi's question. I don't like this. Firearms allowed. Somebody should have heard the weapon's discharge. Where is everybody? Odo dragged Quark out of the door into the promenade, then stopped in confusion. Dozens of dead bodies were piled in heaps along the bulkheads. Even manacled by Odo's fist, Quark managed to cringe, a remarkable display of contortionism. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. It's you. You did it. Silence, Quark. Do you have a chronometer that isn't tied to the station computer? Well, I have an antique Klingon clock in my office. Battery-powered. Why? I need a time check for the investigation. I have a terrible feeling I know what's happened. What investigation? Even if we're the only people left alive on this station, I am still the constable, and I will conduct an investigation. Any questions? No, no questions. Klingon clock. I have a terrible feeling I know what's happened. Odo took the stairs four at a time, dragging Quark. 
In the Ferengi's office, the constable studied the clock. Quark, what time do you see on this clock? Quark glanced at the clock, then did a double take. Wait, that can't be right. The batteries must be low. What does it show? It says, um, 10.35, stardate 47237.8, but that's wrong. That's three days from now. Besides, my pocket watch shows it's 12.38 already. Odo stared at the clock. When he spoke, his voice was thick with emotion. No, Quark. It's not wrong. Your blasted Gamma Quadrant device seems to have locked us into a static time bubble for three days. And somehow, during that time, something or someone attacked and destroyed Deep Space Nine. And if no one has come to help by now, after all this time, then I suspect they aren't coming at all. Major Kira Nerese, first officer of Deep Space Nine, had the calm. She finally asked the question that had puzzled her all day. Has anybody seen Odo or Quark for the last 26 hours? She was not particularly concerned about the latter, but it was odd that both Constable and Public Enemy Number One should disappear simultaneously. Lieutenant Jadzia Dax, the Trill Science Officer, checked her console. Ship coming through the wormhole? No, I haven't seen them, Kira. What kind of ship is that, Dax? It doesn't match any ship designs I've ever seen, and there's something else weird. Yes? Well, it reached the wormhole, so it has warp speed capability, but there is no antimatter on that ship. Kira, these guys are visitors from the Gamma Quadrant. They have to be. Hmm. Commander Monitor 3. Dax thinks the ship is from the Gamma Quadrant. The voice of Benjamin Sisko, commander of Deep Space Nine, floated over the communications link from his office. I'll be right down. High above them, Sisko popped out of his office. Kira wondered, not for the first time, how he managed to always have a uniform so crisp you could cut bread with the creases and boots so shiny you could bounce a laser off them. Sisko approached the ops table. Hail them. The alien voice echoed eerily through ops. You will surrender your prisoner or be destroyed. Kira responded instantly. Shields up. Lieutenant Dax huddled over her science console, preternaturally calm. They're speaking in Cardassian, but they're not Cardassians. Open a channel, Lieutenant. This is Commander Sisko of Bajoran and Federation Station Deep Space Nine. We are holding no prisoners from the Gamma Quadrant. Prepare to be boarded. Dax, get us some help. Kira futilely tried to raise the constable. Odo, Odo, answer me. Security, anybody, priority one. Nobody responded to either Dax's subspace message or Kira's emergency call. Chief O'Brien shouted from the engineering well. They put a shield around the station. It's stopping all subspace communications. Can you break through it, Chief? No, Lieutenant. 
Cisco interrupted with a more urgent question. Chief, are our own shields holding? So far, sir, but we can't break out. Cisco nodded, decided to escalate the situation. Kira, fire phasers, but just burn their noses a bit. Nothing too serious. Kira's fingers ripped across her console, almost too fast to see. Damn it, I can't lock on them. Firing by visual. She fired two short phaser bursts, one at each propulsion pod of the alien ship. The blue phaser streams struck their targets. Incredibly, the phaser blasts reflected like lasers off a mirror. Astonished, she fired a barrage along the alien hull. Wherever the phasers struck, they reflected. Incoming, large metallic, missile of some sort. Kira tried to lock onto the missile to shoot it down, but was unsuccessful as before. I can't lock on the damn thing. Chief O'Brien remained unruffled. Don't worry, sir, the shields are holding. But the missile passed through the shields as it would a pane of colored glass. Everyone froze. Only Cisco moved to the tractor beam console. Batter up! The commander activated the tractor beam, swept it like a baseball bat, and sent the missile spinning off above the station. Blast! Foul ball! O'Brien was stunned. What he had just seen was impossible by every rule of physics he knew. Commander! It went right through the shields like they weren't there! A white light flared on the screen. At the same time, every electronic display in ops blinked off, then flickered back on again. Security here. Major Kira, are you all right? Find Odo immediately. Urgent. Incoming number two. Kira followed Cisco's lead, using the tractor back to knock the next missile far away before it exploded. Chief, I want to know how a torpedo could slide through our shields like butter. Sir, I think we have a worse problem to worry about. What problem is that, O'Brien? Sir, when that thing exploded, it knocked our shields down for a half second. During that moment, I think they beamed some people aboard. Where? Promenade. Incoming three! Kira was kept busy for several minutes as the alien ship fired missile after missile. Somebody has to go hunt them down. Where the hell is Odo? Gone since yesterday. I've got security out looking. Just then, the station rocked as another missile exploded. O'Brien? You know this station better than anyone. Beam directly to the security office and find those invaders. Cisco to Bashir. The eager voice of Julian Bashir, the station's medical officer, answered immediately. Bashir here, sir. We're under attack. Casualties might be coming your way. <laughs>